Hola mi gente. Welcome to the Latinos Unidos Project. My name is Omar Fernandez Candelaria, and I am the creator and host for the Latinos Unidos Project. Uh, today is a special day. It is the first day that I am bringing in a guest, and uh, very excited about it. It will go down in history, you know, once uh, this podcast gets, uh, gets, gets big, but nonetheless... Uh, so today's guest uh, is originally from Lincoln University, Pennsylvania, but is now based out of Lancaster, PA. Uh, she did her Bachelor's of Arts from the greatest university ever, Millersville University, uh, and is now working towards a Master's of Science uh, degree in uh, clinical mental health counseling uh, from Lock Haven University. <clears throat> um, I admire her work ethic. Uh, I really respect what she has going on for her life. And uh, in some ways, it, I, it's very inspiring to me personally. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to introduce her. Please help me uh, give a warm welcome to Siloe Garcia Elizalde. Hello. Welcome. Hello, thank you. Of course, of course. Uh, how you doing? Good good chilling. we're just chilling we're just gonna have a conversation today we're just yeah. gonna have a conversation today so uh i want people to know i guess so the way that we first met actually was very briefly at millersville university so shout out amelia davis my best friend i love her so you two were, were roommates at mm -hmm. some point right yep. for like a semester mm, yeah semester it was sophomore year Okay. I needed a place to live, and I heard she needed a roommate, so okay. that's, that's what happened. Awesome. And so then, um, so for those that don't know, I used to DJ. I think I mentioned that on the first podcast. Uh, and me and my friend Kale, shout out Kale, we used to DJ parties at his apartment in wellness. If you know, you know. And uh, Amelia told me, you know, that she had a roommate that's like Latina, that's Hispanic. And I was very excited to, to meet her because, of course, you know, there's not many of us at Millersville or at least like people immediately around me. Mm -hmm. And I remember that she was going to bring you to, to one of these parties. And so uh, I was excited because I normally play Spanish music at these parties, you know, around people that aren't like Hispanics. And so I was just super excited that you'd be there. But, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I kept my eye over there because, uh -huh. uh, you know, I thought you were going to vibe with it. Yeah. But, uh, but then, of course, like we didn't really interact that much at Millersville. It wasn't until this year that we kind of connected and, and, and been getting to know each other. And yeah, uh, like I said, I admire your work ethic. Of yeah. course, that's why I have you here on, this, on, this, uh, on the podcast to really give light to what you're doing. Um, so here we are. Yeah. Here we are. So tell me, where, where are you from? Okay. You know, I guess, yeah. where are your parents from? You know, you, where, where are you born? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, give me the whole spiel. Yeah, so... I grew up in Lincoln University. Yeah. Um, sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, grew up in Lincoln University, uh, but I actually was born in Mexico City. Cool. CF. Yep. Um, and I was only, so I yeah I was born there. My mom is from Puebla. Okay. My dad was also born in Mexico City. Okay. And um, I have an older brother, mm -hmm. Edgar. Well, two older brothers. Edgar and Carlos. So we, we were all living in Mexico City for a very short period of time before we immigrated to, um, I guess, yeah, Pennsylvania. Um, so my dad actually was the first one to come over in 98. Okay. And then nine months later, we followed. Um, and in that like time span, he was like sending money to okay. get us kind of prepared for the, for the move. Yeah. Um, and in the winter of end of 98 90s beginning of 99 okay um my mom my brother edgar and a relative um we came over mm -hmm. um it took my mom four attempts okay she, she attempted it three times <laughs> yeah got, and got caught but then the fourth time she was able to make it through nice nice That's good, um man. yeah i was just recently talking to her about it and it was huh. like a really no, intense it's, story uh, it's i imagine so my dad also like you know immigrated here to the united states um back in, when he was 17 he actually got here on his birthday march 3rd but uh he was caught one time i think only once mm. and then you know was sent sent back but uh i guess like you know fortunately for him it was like an easy way to get in 
But, uh, you know, there are people that, of course, like, it's very hard. And yeah. I imagine with your mom, I guess it seemed like it was pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. The stories that she told me were, I, like, I just can't believe, like, that's the type of yeah. stuff that she had to experience. Gosh. And then, like, I was a baby. My brother was a toddler. And then our yeah. family friend was 13 years old. So, wow, yeah, it was... Yeah, because it wasn't just her alone, right? Whereas my dad, it was just him. Mm -hmm. But literally, mm -hmm. your whole family, immediate family, was 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 coming over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I mean, she made it fourth try. Yeah. Um, went got into I believe Texas, and then flew into Phoenix. Okay. Or no, she she flew from Phoenix to Baltimore. Okay. And then that's where um, we met up with my dad. Okay. And then we went. Yeah, we settled in. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, originally, we were in the Kennett Square area, like sure. Avondale is where we were first living. Okay. Um, but then I would say, short, like around the time I was like seven, six, seven years old, we moved over to Lincoln University. Okay. Um, and that's where I grew up. We moved on to a farm. Um, of <laughs> where I had honestly the best childhood. I at the time I didn't think I did. I'm sure that's fair. <laughs> but, but looking back now, yeah, yeah. Of course, you kind of you know you appreciate sort of what what was your surroundings. Absolutely, like I yeah. I looking back, I just I don't think I would be the person I am without yeah. like that experience. Yeah. I was, I my dad in like living on the farm. I mean, we had to help my dad because sure. like, that was his job. Yeah and the whole family's involved yeah absolutely and it like through everything that we had to help with like it really did build a, a really strong work ethic in both yeah. me and my brother and eventually my oldest brother who um immigrated when he was uh, I, I might be wrong about this uh i think he was 18 he might have been 20 though okay. i get numbers mixed That's up fine. but yeah. yeah and so eventually he moved over with us and he was helping us too okay um yeah, and I could literally do anything um, on the farm. Like I would, I, I sometimes I talk about it with my mom, and yeah. like we just like kind of reminisce on the times that I would like go wander off and wouldn't come back for hours, <laughs> and she'd get all worried about me. And like I, I'd bring like just random yeah. things into the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you know, as a kid, you know. I would, I envy that, I guess, like having an immense sp space to just like run around. Mm -hmm. um, no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. glad you had that sort of upbringing. And, and I guess, you know, from that sort of like what you said is, is now what your work ethic is now. You know what I mean? So it, it seems to me that because of that experience, you know how to work hard and like you're, you don't slack around. So, yeah, it's also like, I, not only did my dad, well, our family work on the farm, but they, my mom and dad also had other jobs and not just one job, but of like course. multiple jobs at one yeah. time. And like that whole experience, especially as I got older, like really showed me like they sacrificed a lot and they worked yeah. really hard for like for me and my brothers. Absolutely. And it's just, I can't let that go to waste. Like I, it's, there's yeah. that honestly is what drives everything that I do. One hundred percent. No, that's amazing. You know, it's it's amazing to hear, of course, you know, and, and you know, it's it's a story that so many people can relate to. But of course, you know, it does fall upon the person to to sort of have that drive for yourself, because, you know, like like I mentioned in the first project or first podcast, like, yeah, my parents had to sacrifice a lot as well. You yeah. know, sometimes I wouldn't see my parents during the day because they were working two or three jobs, mm -hmm. you know, and I wouldn't I would only see them during the weekends. And, you know, we we had just had to do it to survive you know especially coming into a new country just having nobody here yep. to sort of support us yep. but not only that you know you know my dad was also supporting his family back in mexico and i even think about it to this day and i have multiple conversations with my father you know now and it's just that yeah it's it's necessity that drives i think wanting to be somebody or at least like getting oh, yeah. getting yourself established in this in this world and oh, yeah. and um, yeah, I look to, uh, I look now and, and I'm really grateful for that because, you know, I, I also, like you said, I don't want to get, go to waste sort yeah. of like what they brought here, Yeah. you know, cause of course there's a lot of people that are born here in the United States or just like have, you know, or what, better off than most, Yeah. especially within our community that just doesn't like take advantage of opportunities that are presented in front of them, or at least that are so much easier. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing that you, you know, you went through through that and and you know it makes you who you are today 
Yeah. Absolutely. So that that's that's great. Yeah. Give a million thanks to them. I I tell them I don't tell them enough actually yeah. that like I'm just so thankful for like everything that I have because I sometimes just sit and think like my life could be very different if they absolutely. haven't if they had never did the things that they had to do. No, absolutely. Yeah. And and I'm sure it's also just sort of the discipline that you had. I'm sure that your parents instilled into you i'm sure you know there was some expectations for you as well mm -hmm. you know of course because yeah. it's so easy to just let your your children or, or whoever to just kind of do what they want but at least mm -hmm. there's it seems to me that there's some structure as well sort of expectations behind yeah what you do yeah. which is which is really good yeah and yeah. of course like you can see sort of the uh the the fruition from all of those years of sacrifice in your own life too mm -hmm. so all right so we talked about that you're from mexico and mexicana so then how what finds you in lancaster let's yeah. start there right so, so you're from lincoln university which yeah. by the way is an actual place apparently it's not there is a university but the place is called lincoln university yes yeah so i um move i guess i didn't move to millersville i just came to right. go to school right um at millersville university um, but actually before making that decision, I was, I knew for a long time what I wanted to do, like in school and like huh. in my life. And, um, I actually like made a conscious decision not to even look at Millersville. <laughs> okay. Um, I, and then I like had this thing where I was like, you know what, maybe I should like give it a shot. Sure, sure. And I ended up going, like checking out their program. Yeah. And, and the campus was, I, I just like, it just felt right, you know? That's awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I applied in the fall, got accepted senior year, fall senior yeah. year. And yeah. And so uh, freshman year, 2015, yeah. um, went to Millersville. And then I was still kind of, I think the first year and a half of college, I was still kind of living at my parents and okay. like, going back for summers and mm -hmm. holidays and all that stuff but then i've realized i just needed to like stay in lancaster sure, sure um and so then i that's actually our friend amelia when okay, that yeah. when i moved in with her that's where i was like all right i'm like i'm out of my parents right house. so like, you I, made that con yeah. conscious decision like hey yeah this is it um and then so yeah went through college great experience yeah wouldn't wouldn't do it any any other way yeah absolutely um, and i graduated in the winter of 2018 so of three and a half years because i'm an overachiever humble I, brag <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome that's awesome um and during my last semester i interned as a therapeutic support staff yeah for one of the agencies in the city and then they hired me at the end of that semester so that's where i was like i'm living in lancaster <laughs> i'm staying here <laughs> yeah Staying um, in the seven one seven, amazing. Yeah. So that's how the that's how it, Lancaster found you to yeah, kind of just absolutely. stay here. Absolutely, it did find me. That's <laughs> the way of putting it. Um, so yeah, I was at that job for two years, and then I. So this past winter, mm -hmm. I found an, another position as a family based therapist, and yeah. I've been there since end of January. Um, oh. And so yeah, end of January until now. Okay. And. This has been by far like the best learning experience yeah. because we don't, I mean, it's child centered, uh, family focused, but we see so many different situations. Like we're not just working with the kids. We're working with the families. We're working with grand, like parents, grandparents, cousins, like wow. you name it, um, or anybody who's really willing to be involved. And then outside of the family, we're also working with the systems that are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very complex in yeah, the sense of the people that you deal with to, you know, obviously like, you know, help, help out these families. Yeah. There's, it's, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I've been there for seven months. Um, yeah, yeah I guess so. Eight, time, flies. time flies. Time yeah. flies. Yeah. Cause I started my, my job, um, early Jan January 4th, actually. I can't believe just how like time flies. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this job I've like, not just grown a lot professionally but mm -hmm. this has honestly been like a real big year for me um i've gone through a lot mm -hmm. of things personally but also professionally that have just like helped me kind of shape you who grow, you are yeah. kind of right now yeah. and sort of maturing as yeah. as an adult 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, even in like through your through my work, yeah. um, and we talk about it a lot, like mm-hmm. in my office and coworkers and stuff. Like, there's this job you can't really separate your personal stuff from your professional stuff. You're gonna grow one if you're growing in one area, you're gonna grow in, in mm-hmm. the other, and like if you're struggling in one area, you're gonna, you're gonna kind of bring that yeah. to the other side. <laughs> and it's so true. Um, and that kind of I didn't actually explain like why how I kind of discovered that I wanted to pursue counseling or therapy that was gonna be my follow-up question yeah read my mind (laughs) (laughs) but um when I was like growing up there were a lot of like there were a lot of things that I struggled with sure and I think the whole concept of mental health was like really unfamiliar to my family Mm -hmm. um which is fair like I've I've actually done a lot of research in through my healing process like I've done a lot of research to understand it Mm -hmm. and it makes a lot of sense and it yeah, there's just a lot that I'm learning about myself, it, like myself as a yeah. young kid that I at the time felt really guilty about and like sure. shameful about. Sure. And now I'm in almost like learning about it now. I'm able to find a way to validate like who I was and how I was struggling then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about like in high school, it. Um, I was actually seeing a therapist mm-hmm. and like, just how much like I saw I recognized how much I was changing um and how much better I was getting and I was like wow this woman changed my life (laughs) um and that's that's where I was like I want to do that I want to do that with other kids and teenagers and whatnot so that's where I was like yep therapy is gonna be it for me that's it like that's it that's Mm -hmm. it no that's um what an amazing story. No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, I'm happy for you. Obviously, you found your calling, of course. Mm-hmm. And But it's really interesting, you know, to hear you kind of talk about like, you know, you and sort of your everyday sort of your your work and sort of like the work that you do and sort of even like through your schooling. It's interesting to hear that like you can sort of take all of that and kind of evaluate your past self, which is which is crazy, you know, because I feel like recently in, in my like 20s now, I'm 24. Um but I've like really been reflecting back to my childhood as well and sort of like seeing sort of like, I guess my own personal struggles as well. And sort of through time, how I've sort of like, um, you know, gone through steps to sort of like alleviate that pain or struggle, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I guess like examples for me. So I, I on, honestly, I've only seen a therapist a couple of times, like in my childhood. But I think what helped me the most is, is just like, boxing i know i talked about that in my first one but you know i i really struggled with self-esteem issues um and boxing really really helped me you know and people think it's a dangerous sport of course okay yes you are fighting another person you're trying to knock them out but it's behind sort of like the work ethic behind that you know at the end of like the third round you know whoever you're fighting you're, you're hugging them congratulating them but it's sort of the steps that makes you a better sort of fighter but translating that into your own life Mm -hmm. you know not being aggressive towards others you know and and being patient Mm -hmm. and like not letting others sort of affect affect you but um and also just sort of like my other struggles that i had too was was feeling i guess always um like i guess not an identity issue but sort of like being hispanic latino around non-latinos you know because you know, like my family from either side of of like Mexico, Mexico and Puerto Rico, you know, whenever I'd go visit them, I always felt like an outsider. And then being here where I live and like I grew up, I also felt like an outsider. And I don't know, I guess like I can't really pinpoint a, a, a part of my life where it's sort of I've came to terms with that. I think just sort of understanding like who I am in this yeah. world, I think just really made that a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that's something that a lot of people also struggle, which I'm sure you sort of see in your everyday, especially with, you know, Hispanic families that you deal with mm-hmm. that, um, you know, are, are straight from their own countries and are s- sort of struggling with, with what's going on now. And especially yeah. kids yeah. are also going through, I'm sure, like identity crises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it, it's hard. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very complex. Yeah. And actually what you're saying, like I recently read about it, yeah. how like. It's it's so interesting because like so many of the things that I so I'm obviously still in school and I'm yeah. reading a lot about um, multiculturalism lately yeah. and 
Yeah, just like what you're describing is something that I recently read about, about like how um, diverse individuals like do experience mm. kind of like an identity crisis, not mm. really about like, oh, who am I? Sure. But like, where do I fit in? Um, exactly. And it, like in the cultural context. Yeah. And yeah, it's, and I went through a similar thing too. And I was actually going to ask, like, well, I mean, not really about like, I mean, yes, cultural, but also like mental health wise. Like, I don't know, was, for me, it was like, sure. I felt so like, why is this happening? And like, why, how dare I, like, how right. dare I like experience these things? Yeah. Um, and like, it was so, it was really lonely, like yeah. at, at that time. And I, like, I, I knew, like, I knew there was so much more to it. Like I would see yeah. like my parents and I, you know, I would want to like do the best. I, I, I really wanted to get through it Yeah. Um, for them, but sure. It was also a really lonely process. And I, I don't know, like I, that's kind of one thing that yeah. I was curious about. Like, did, was that a similar? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, okay. There are many parts to this as well. Um, I sort of, you know, went through the well, exact same sort of struggles, but um, so my parents are divorced, right? They're, they're, they're divorced. And unfortunately many Hispanic families, you know, sort of see that sort of pattern. Um, so that was sort of weird because I, not only, you know, speaking of like the cultural part, we'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, being away and not having sort of like my two family figures, like my mom and my dad together, it was almost another sort of baggage where, you know, I need to spend time with one or I need to spend time with, you know, the other. But not only that, but also juggle my own sort of identity and sort of, um, you know, like, like, again, like feeling like an outsider. And so I... I guess I did go through it like sort of stages of depression and the sense that like I felt alone and that I couldn't do anything, you know, that I felt like I was always in the wrong, mm -hmm. you know, if I spent more time with one of my parents and not enough with the other, but also, you know, not having other family members here. And I'm sure you can kind of relate because yeah. I assume, right, yep. all your family's based in Mexico and, yep. and likewise, mm -hmm. it's all based in Mexico and Puerto Rico. So it was more alone in the sense as well that I couldn't sort of go to like, abuelita or abuelo and sort of have that comfort um as well and just have other people that do represent my you know culture like mi cultura también and you know just kind of go through that right because like my peers in high school elementary school middle school you know of course we're you know non-hispanics so the struggles that sort of we kind of went through i felt that other people just can't relate and so it's it was hard to even talk to that about talk that with other people that just can't relate. Mm -hmm. So it mm -hmm. really did take a toll on me, I guess, in in my come up, you know. And I guess I I was a sad boy, but for good reason, I guess. And I don't know. I guess just through time, I sort of came to terms with that. But just knowing that, you know, just I just always wanted to be a better person. I just wanted to be a better me. And I think that that is still my motivation now is how can I still make myself better? How can I improve myself? But not only that, but also, you know, take care of the people around me. Right. And, and also help others as well as much as I can. Um, so I guess to answer your question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I also felt like depressed. I still kind of struggled. I had my own demons as well. And. I felt alone in the sense just because other people just couldn't relate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's really, it's very complex. You know, it's a yeah. very complex, per, like, sort of issue, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like, am I still going through that? Like, am I still, you know, ha have I like, you know, shoot, I can't English right now. Like, did did, did I like get over that? I, right. I, I'm not sure. Have you processed through it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, what about you, though? You know, do you, is that still something you kind of like? Yeah, feel? no, I. I'm really I'm really intentional about like um, if I'm feeling like I'm not in a good space, like I'm sure. really intentional about like figuring it out, like okay, processing right, through right. it. And Just not going to like brush it under the mat. Right, or right. I mean, I and that was like a hard lesson <laughs> sure. I learned as a, as a kid, like I tried brushing it under the rug yeah. and it did not lead to good places. That so. can only take you so far. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I'm very intentional about when I know like when I'm struggling, I I need to I need to be in it and I need mm -hmm. to feel it and I need to process it and yeah. I need to just deconstruct and work through it. Um and 
well, you said a really interesting thing about like being surrounded by non Latinos, mm-hmm. like um, Penn Manor. Penn Manor, yeah, is, I come from Penn Manor, which is very, very white. Yeah, and I could relate to that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the area I grew up in did have a pretty like good sizable size portion of like Hispanics. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Kenneth Square area is yeah. very populated with like the mushroom farm yeah i think uh yeah over there it's it's interesting too to look at where sort of like hispanics are and what types of hispanics are because right lancaster county is huge like it's it's pretty big yeah and of course there's a lancaster city which is pretty also big but you know in the city you find mexicans puerto ricans dominicans colombians ecuadorianos like salvadoreños guatemaltecos but i think in like kenneth square area it's more like mexicans and like guatemalans right yep which is, is kind of interesting yeah. to see where that... Well, and so I went... So I went to Avon Grove High School. Yeah. And yes, pretty... Still, like, pretty populated with Hispanics. Yeah. But it was, like... I don't I don't know. I'm really bad at numbers. Oh, you're fine. But I would say, like... I, I could be wrong. But... What was your... My, hold on. What was your graduating class? Do you do you remember that? Like, the number? Yeah, like, how many people did you graduate? 416? 17? 400? Okay. Yeah, okay. that's about the same with me. Um... And I want to say like 30%. I could be wrong, but like 30% was Hispanic. Really? I also have a really bad per- no, that's, perception that's fine. of like. No, no, I, I, I sincerely believe that number. Um, that's that's well, quite a bit. So like Kennett, like that's where it's all at. And then yeah. like away, like we're the school district over, yeah. um, like a little further out from the Kennett Square area. And so, yeah, I feel like the further you get away from Kennett, like the less diversity there is sure sure um and yeah so there were i went to school sorry sorry, i went to school with a lot of white kids Mm -hmm. and i remember like that was part of it too when i was going through it like i could not relate to any of these kids and particularly in like the younger um younger earlier years when i was in elementary of course i and now I think, like, I can't blame them because we're kids and we're dumb and we don't know any better. But um, I, like, experienced a lot of, like, microaggression that I, at the time, had no idea oh, was yeah. microaggression. Right, because we're all ignorant, right, as, like, a, yeah. as, a, as yeah. a child. Right. And, like, as I was, and I, at the time when, like, people would say certain things, it would initially make me uncomfortable, but I had no idea yeah. that what, that it was the, the, what what it sort of the meaning behind it yeah, i guess yeah essentially and so as i got older and i'm like recalling all these things i'm like oh my gosh yeah. like that was really painful yeah um and that added to the like everything that i was kind of carrying yeah um so i mean yeah i, I live growing up in two cultures yeah and i that's part of it too where it was really complex yeah um and confusing where like i was in a growing up in a hispanic mexican yeah. american household where you know it's you gotta work hard to make yeah, it happen course. and of like course. you just gotta like, push through and, yep. and then i'm living in growing up in a white community where it's like yeah like all these things are important but then there's like a growing awareness of like mental health yeah with a lack of cultural sensitivity and right. it's just so confusing and it's, that's it's very com- you know and it's still issues you see today still you yeah. know but to like live it absolutely yeah. no i mean i i sort of kind of went through the same exact thing you know i didn't know that you know there's like prejudice against me as a kid you know in like high school uh i guess like i graduated with like so if i graduated with like 460 people there's only like maybe 20 of us that were like hispanics um but you know like growing up i you know i guess i also felt or experienced those like microaggressions that i just never knew what it meant you know and it's funny because like i i like to joke around back when i was in high school that that i was a sheltered child because like i was very ignorant to a lot of like racial slurs and just sort of like what things meant so when a lot of people would say things to me, it would just go over my head just because like I had no idea what mm-hmm. that meant or mm-hmm. what was the meaning behind saying those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess looking back now as an adult, yeah, like I, yeah, I also felt sort of those microaggressions too. And, you know, but I guess I just always played it off like it was just a, a joke and which it isn't like you shouldn't be saying these things, right? You should have right. at least an awareness of what you're saying. 
but I don't I don't know it it was just like it was weird but it never really affected me as a kid I think what what the only time that I just felt offended or like I felt aggression towards me was actually my time in Madison so I was uh so I moved there in 2019 it was the fall of 2019 August of 2019 and uh I remember I was just like walking through the downtown area there's a big street called State Street which is like the main street that kind of Mm -hmm. a lot of shops are at and uh so I speak Spanish at home with my parents and my sister um and so I was talking to my mom on the phone and I remember uh there was like a group of guys that was that were walking like sort of parallel to me Mm -hmm. and i was on my phone with my mom you know we were talking and uh i overhear these these guys talking i think four of them and uh you know i couldn't really hear what they were saying but then i overheard one of them saying like yeah this is this is america like talking between them like this is america you know speak english here and then i just kind of stopped and like looked at them but you know they continued walking but i was like wow you know, it took me until I was like 23 to like kind of understand like, yeah, there are people that just like, you know, yeah. are, are, are are not with it with the times, I yeah. guess. And yep. um, yeah, yeah, it was just interesting because I didn't feel hurt. I was just confused, I think, is what I felt. Yeah. And I think that's a really normal experience. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it kind of takes you back. Like, it whoa, does. it does. It does. You know, and uh, it's like, man, I don't know. It, it was interesting. And I, and I still think about that to this day because. Yeah. I don't know cuz I think Lancaster right now okay it is is very still sort of conservative like you know hard hardcore. Yeah. But Lancaster City is interesting that you are you know you're seeing like you know very progressive kind of kind of city kind of growing. Mm-hmm. And there's more acceptance of course, yeah. but it's uh yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. You know. Lancaster is interesting. It's, I, it, it's I love it. It's interesting. It's there's and yeah, I think that's why. Like, I know this is this is where I'm. I'm yeah. gonna probably say. Um, of course, Lancaster's great. It is. It's great. <laughs> um, well, because yeah, when I moved here, I like almost experienced like a culture shock because I had never. Sorry. Are you good? I'd never been around. I'm. I'm used. Well, used to Hispanics. Of course. But the diversity yeah. of Hispanics, I was like, whoa! Wait a minute, like. Oh, they're that's not, right. They're okay. not speaking the yes, same Spanish yes, as you know, me. <laughs> and I, I know we've we've kind of mentioned this, you know, obviously off this the off the air, but like, yeah. you know, you're you're so used to that sort of po- a population of Hispanics where it's like Mexicans and Guatemalans, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously there's their own dialect, their own accents, yeah. And you know, coming to Lancaster where there is a lot of Puerto Ricans and a lot of Dominicans, yep. and that speak very different than yeah. obviously Mexicans, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that was. A, cult, a little culture shock oh, for, for you, sure, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I huh. can't even specify a specific moment. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I can in my in what I do in yeah, my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I working with like interacting. I think with the fir- like one of the first Puerto Rican Dominicans wow. I've ever like, like really with? really interacted with. Not just like oh, hello. sure, sure. Like you know, like um, yeah. Huh. But like having. <laughs> conversations right. and i'm just like well wait a minute like their Spanish is not the same and i'm like yeah. trying extra hard because they you, you there's the the pace is a lot faster it and is. like there's just the certain- words are different right because again you know spanish being being hispanic is awesome but yeah there's a lot of differences in the way we speak yeah and the way that we you know our tone the way we sing our words i guess because mm-hmm. uh obviously like and Mexican Spanish, you know, it's it's very p- proper in the sense that like you pronounce things the way it's spelled. Like you have your S's at the end, right? But like, yeah. you know, obviously in Caribbean Spanish, you know, we we take shortcuts. We take little shortcuts, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because so I went to San Antonio, Texas, to present research that I was doing at Millersville. No, I was went to San Antonio, Texas to present uh, research that I did in Puerto Rico for a summer. And I was walking through the streets and I remember it was like a very hot day. So I went inside this like little little tienda mm-hmm. and in San Antonio, well, in Texas in general, there's a big Mexican population. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to the cashier in Spanish because I knew it's good to talk Spanish. Yeah. And I guess I was a culture shock to her oh. because so the way I speak Spanish I, I have a Puerto Rican accent. I, I will say it. Like, I will say it. 
I'm sorry, dad. Um, and so when I do speak my Spanish, it is a Puerto Rican accent. I do take shortcuts and my endings on my words. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I was talking to her, she like I could see it in her eyes. She was like, "Mande, de dónde vienes?" Oh, yeah. And then I was like explaining, "Oh, you know, I, you know, soy mexicano, pero you know, nacido en Puerto Rico." Mm -hmm. And she was like, "¿Y dónde está Puerto Rico?" And I'm like, oh, see, see, you know, it's in the Caribe. Like, it's an island off here. What? I was like, huh, I've never heard of it before. So, wow. like, even, even, like, I think at that moment now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, you just kind of know your own little circle, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah, you, people just don't know. So, wow. yeah, I understand that. I, yeah. I can, I guess, and I can secondhandedly, um, I guess, like, understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But it was just, it was so funny because I literally saw her eyes and she was just <laughs> so confused. She was like, like if I was from a different planet. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like, has that, you know, have you gotten used to that now? Like, yeah. You know, no, at yeah. This point? I, I expect it a little bit more now. And yeah. I mean, still I'm working with um, families, some of them Puerto Rican. Um, yeah. One of, one of them Puerto Rican, one of them Dominican. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable than I originally did. Sure, like I'm able, of I, when I talk to them, like I, I don't know, I don't know if that I'm like used to it or figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's it's going a lot better. There are a lot of like particular words yeah. that they say that are different, like the same meaning, but like sure. different words for the same oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah. And that throw that still kind of throws me off. Yeah. Um, like I recently learned like. Out for bus, like I would just say octobuso, or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, and uh, I guess in and I, like Caribbean Spanish, or whatever. Guagua. Ma guagua. Yeah, me voy a montar la guagua. Yeah, I just learned that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what is she saying? And then I just use my contact clues to figure like, it out. Like, uh, 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 I see. Yeah. So there's like a calculation going in your head, like yeah, piecing yeah. it together. Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, because um, I remember talking to somebody, and he is uh, Ecuadorian. Okay. And so. Uh, his sister um, has lived in, you know, the United States for like 30 plus years. And he recently, you know, was like fresh to the U.S. And so I remember talking to him and uh, what I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about, I think, a fridge or uh, yeah, a fridge. It was a fridge. So what is fridge? I guess like if I ask you, what's a, what's a fridge? Refrigeradora, right? Yeah, sure. Or that. But and like. Puerto Rican Spanish, and I'm sure I think in like, I'm just gonna generalize Caribbean Spanish because it's all literally the same. We say una nevera. Okay, I have nevera. heard that. Okay, you have. Yeah, okay, I've but I, when I was talking to this individual, he was like, "Qué?" <laughs> and, and then like his sister was like, "Oh yeah, this is, it means like a yeah. fridge and all that stuff." Well, I'm I'm used to refri, but refri, yeah, oh, una refri, yeah, la refri. I recently heard nevera. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. It, it's so, so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, because so I I love Lancaster, of course, and I will continually say this on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, of course, I still always go back to my dad's shop because, you know, so many different people go through my dad's shop, you know, mm -hmm. different culture or different like um, nationalities, like I said, like Peruvians, like anything. Yeah. All flavors, all whatever. And um, it's so cool to just pick up sort of words that like you said mean the same thing but are different mm -hmm. uh from other countries right because ouch <laughs> she keeps kicking me oh, no um <laughs> and so then yeah it's just so cool that i guess like increase my spanish vocabulary mm -hmm. um because yeah. like i'm very close to like the colombian spanish as well and you know the way they they talk and stuff like that so mm. it's just so cool Honestly, it's so cool. So yeah. I'm glad that you're experiencing like yeah. different like Spanish. I, guess, I would and... like to give a message to my parents. And Go say, for it. I am doing better, mom and dad. <laughs> you heard it here. I, I am <laughs> just because. So I mean, I grew up when because when we first arrived in um, Pennsylvania yeah. from Mexico. I mean, I only knew Spanish for well, I was almost two, so I would have been four or five when i started school so okay for those like a couple years of my life i yeah. only knew spanish but then obviously like going to school in a english-speaking yeah. community yeah i quickly started learning english okay. and i eventually like just my dominant language was yeah, english of course. um 
And as I got older, I started to lose my Spanish. Yeah, actually. And I, I wanted to ask you about this, actually. You keep reading my mind, but uh, <laughs> good segue. Yeah, no, I kept like, I mean, I still had it. Like I could still communicate sure. with my mom, mi mamá. Yeah. But. It's different. It, it's yeah, just different. And, and they would start calling it out and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Gosh. <laughs> um no i think uh i think it's a very common thing i think yeah. it's you're not the only one you mm -hmm. know because i you know spanish is my first language and yeah. um you know, i learned english through like just hanging out with kids around the block you know going to wonder club which is i guess like a preschool basically and then just learning english like in school watching tv listening to music playing video games but um i was in esl up until like the sixth grade oh. and even though english is my dominant language but um, I don't know. I you know, it's interesting because like, I don't know if I'm like losing my Spanish, but it's like, okay, like, do you ever forget English words or yes. Spanish words? Yes. Like, do you ever like mix? Because like, I feel like I go through this sort of like mental calculation like every single day, where sometimes like I know what I want to say, say in Spanish, but it's like, dang. I can't get there. So let me just think like a hard sec and then I'll get there. Yeah. Or like vice versa. In okay. English sometimes, like yeah. again, like as you can tell from this podcast, I take pauses sometimes to mm -hmm. like un kind of process what's going on. Yeah. Um, You know, does that happen yeah. to you? So are you, so yes, it does. Where I, uh, there's a lot that I forget uh, sure. how to say in Spanish. So yeah. I actually, I've realized I go in like a roundabout way of saying things. Like okay. if I can't figure out the word. Yeah. I like go you around. You go around like yeah, you take yeah. a long route basically <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. there. Oh, that's funny. And then there are times like when I'm speaking in English that yeah. I am like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. But and it happens a lot when I'm like going back and forth sure. between the two. Like when I'm working with one of the families or a couple of the families that I'm or Spanish speaking. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to like cue my my co-therapist in sure. i'm like responding to her in spanish and i'm like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. no like hold on like my Give brain is out. overwhelmed Just time out time out me uh, yeah <laughs> yeah me. um but there are like very few things where like i know the words in spanish but i don't know what it translates to in english but that's i think just very I mean, normal. that's just like what it is i yeah. mean right because like things can't be translated 100 percent either mm -hmm. right like yeah if you're going from Spanish to English, like you're going to lose something in, in translation and, mm -hmm. and vice versa, I guess, as well. But um, I, oh man, I don't know. I love speaking Spanish because I just feel that there's just more power into what you want to say. Let me explain. Because like, I feel in English, it's very, you can, it's very stern in the sense that like, you say what you want to say and that's it. Whereas in Spanish, it's like, you can emphasize like, let's say... For instance, like, I don't know. You can just express yourself better, I feel, in Spanish that you can in English for me personally. Okay. So, like, when I'm talking to my family in Spanish, like, yeah. for when I go to Puerto Rico, yeah, I feel like there's many ways to express what, what I want to say. Okay. But it's, like, you understand, like, the expression and, like, the feeling that I have as to what I'm explaining. But in English, it's, like, is yeah, it, this is red. You is know, it, it's, like... Is it the... Is it the the affecting like the the tone or like May, what, yeah is it, or is it the word i think it's everything i think i think like okay because i'm gonna have to take some notes from you then because no no you're good you're good i think i think the linguistic in me which i'm not but i think like there's a beauty to the way words are said or just language is spoken because i feel in spanish like obviously mm -hmm. there is words to express what you want to say obviously if you write things you can understand yeah. but i feel yeah. as when you are expressing it i think tone is very big and just like your pauses or whatever, I think goes a long way. Whereas I think in English, mm. I don't know. It's it's just like very stern. Like in my brain, that's how like I process the English language. It's like it's very concrete. Whereas in Spanish, it's still like all colors and like I'm yeah. gonna get there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. But um, yeah. I mean. Going back to sort of like forgetting words and stuff too. Like mm. I understand too, like going okay. the like the long yeah. way around this. But uh yeah. I try my hardest to um if I don't know a word, I'll make it up. So like okay. 
so like this, it. So this okay. is something that's like very common in Puerto Rican Spanish. Okay. Where you don't really see it in like Mexican Spanish or other languages, but we will borrow English words and make it like Espanol. Okay. For instance, like in English, like I'm going to park my car, right? The right way you would mm -hmm. say that is yo voy a estacionar mi carro. Right. But in Puerto Rican Spanish, we borrowed that park we'll, and we'll say, voy a parquear mi carro. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's very, it's very fun. Is it kind of the same with like, I have to check my phone, voy a chequear mi celular? Yeah. Like something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's essentially the same okay. thing. It's okay. essentially the same thing. Yeah, no, we do that sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I do that Okay, sometimes. you do that. Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's why I feel like it's so fun. Uh, to just like express and just speak Spanish. So it's a yeah. hidden superpower, yeah. which I'm glad oh, that you sure. also have. Yeah. I'm, I wish like I could go back and tell my young self, like, yeah. don't lose it, silhouette. Just yeah, like yeah. keep, keep speaking it. Um, and I, I think you mentioned, sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off, okay. but I think if I remember correctly, you said that you primarily speak English with your father, right? Yeah. And then Spanish with your, with your mom. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. And I actually, I recently asked my dad about that. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I think anyway, it was actually a couple months ago, where I was like, "Why? Why is that, Dad? Yeah. Like, why did that happen?" Um, and he actually told us, told me, sure, that there were things like he didn't feel like he could get his point across if if he said it in Spanish, just because he thought that you wouldn't understand it. I think it's a bit of both. I think okay. because well, no, when I asked for clarification, it. I could be wrong, Dad. Um, but it sounded like he was saying it felt more the message, like the message was was like more powerful. Okay, in, in that's English. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and maybe it goes with what I'm saying is like when I said that like English is very stern. Like yeah, you get yeah, more yeah. Across, maybe. Yeah. So that's okay. where he kind of. I don't even. Remember, I couldn't tell you when it started happening, but at a certain point in our my childhood. Okay. Um we would we would just start talking to my dad in english huh. and my mom i always speak just spanish to her spanish. yeah um but no that's yeah. uh that's very interesting because my so my sister is literally the exact same thing she will speak only speak english to my to my dad and only speak spanish to my mom whereas <laughs> i only speak spanish to, to both, both my parents you know and um yeah. i guess my sister you know, would ask my dad, like, or I guess, yeah, it's known that like my dad only speaks Spanish to my sister because I guess when, you know, there, you know, years ago he wanted to improve his English, so mm -hmm. I guess he would only speak mm -hmm. English to mm -hmm. my sister. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's sort of weird because like it's to the point where if my sister speaks Spanish to my dad, it's weird for her, it's weird for me, and I'm sure it's weird for my dad because it's just it's so like normalized yeah, yeah. at this point. Oh. I I have noticed I've been a little bit intentional okay i'm not there yet like i'm not sure, sure. It's just it's baby steps baby it's steps. baby steps like i i'm starting to like tr at least i'm trying to use spanish with my sure dad. sure it's not happening yet um but i'll get there <laughs> it's all a process yeah. baby steps baby steps <laughs> yeah um, uh yeah i don't know it's um yeah i'm very in intentional by that because um i don't i don't have anybody else to speak spanish with you know i mean when I was at my dad's shop, sure, like every day I would speak Spanish because, you know, our mm -hmm. clientele is primarily like Spanish speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that speak Spanish. Um, but yeah, like because I find that if I was to speak English, I would lose my Spanish. I really would, you know, and and uh, you like my accent and like everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I don't want that. So I, Adi, if you're going to watch this podcast, Please speak Spanish to Bobby. I beg of you. Start now. Start now for sure. before it's too late. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very interesting because, you know, I also know people who obviously like immigrated here or migrated here, whatever, you know, kids were born in mm -hmm. respective countries, mm -hmm. you know, grew up here, that Spanish is their first language. But I guess that whole family is as a, as a whole, one, you know, just wanted to assimilate to the surroundings and completely lost their Spanish, you know? And yeah. Uh, I guess like I don't know if it's a pride thing it's a very debated topic within I think the community because it's like if you don't speak Spanish like are you really like Hispanic which I think is total BS I think of course like if yeah. you're proud of your culture you're Hispanic you're Hispanic 
However, you know, speaking Spanish is, is great because, you know, opens other doors, I guess. You have an other more people you can communicate with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just interesting to know that there's like one extreme and another extreme, right? You can yeah. like totally intentionally lose it to just assimilate to what's around you or mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever mm-hmm. through time. Yeah, I think that's where it was. I can relate to that because yeah. like I didn't, my mom and my dad and my brother were the only ones for a long time sure. that I had the ability to speak Spanish to and everybody yeah. else was, I was speaking English. Of course. Too. Yeah. Um, so it almost, I didn't like think of it that this way, but it was almost like, I don't like need to speak Spanish because I, I sure. of course did. And I wanted to, but it was, it was really hard to find the same amount of opportunity to sure. use my Spanish. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. but I'm trying <laughs> and I am, I, I downloaded, well, when I started working more with, um, in, well, working, yeah. um, I downloaded a Spanish dictionary Heck and like, yeah. I'm always on Heck it. Yeah. Like I need to figure out how to like say this Heck better yeah. and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. No. Yeah. And I guess that's why I've been so like, like, I guess like sending you so much music in Spanish. Cause it's like, it also helps out. Not going to lie. Like it also helps out a lot. Yeah. To just sort of like immerse yeah. yourself in it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think for me too, like the reason why I listen to like really strictly Spanish music, I think it's because like, I don't know. It's just like a calling to me of like Latinidad, I guess. And like still feeling part of, of it, you know? And of course, like we are like of it, but I don't know. It's just like empowering to me, I guess. And uh, yeah, it just makes me feel good. Um, yeah. So yeah i guess that's why uh i don't know what i where i want to get what what my point there across was but yeah that's yeah. that's why yeah well i i appreciate that you send music to me because yeah, absolutely. i mean i i'm familiar with it because i grew up in i grew up with my parents listening to it um but you said that your parents would listen like 80s yeah rock music, my dad right? is a huge like classic rock fan and so i grew up listening huh. to like red hot chili peppers eagles wow uh what's the one oh can't think of band names but it's all good um yeah the classics so that's that's so interesting Um, okay yeah stuff like that i mean my mom was my mom was also into that stuff too but she would throw in some um mexican music yeah 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 yeah. cumbia and baladas rancheras uh yeah and but yeah i it wasn't really i didn't go out of my way to like listen right to spanish music yeah but um that's really interesting yeah. because like i am so ignorant to like 80s music like you're just like american sort of popular music in general like yeah um so i go to trivia nights uh, here in, in lancaster and there's always like decades sort of music categories and we always come last because i have no idea <laughs> what popular like music was in those decades because you know i I grew up just like listening to again, like, you know, like rancheras, cumbias, mm-hmm. baladas, mm-hmm. but then like, you know, listening to salsa, merengue, bachata. Mm-hmm. Reggaeton came in my life when I was in like middle school. Now, this is like a kid. I, I take that back. I was listening to Daddy Yankee when Barrio Fino came out. Um, but like, you know, going to school and like hearing these songs that I guess are iconic that, that I know now. Mm-hmm. But like, I always felt, I guess, as an outsider again sort of going back to that uh conversation that we had earlier because i just couldn't connect with people to that level as well because i just had no idea so i always felt dumb i guess because like i i didn't know like what anything was so yeah i mean like Mm. i just kind of had to find my way around sort of the culture as i went along my life and i know that makes probably no sense but I yeah, just had no no idea. So, very interesting. Yeah, but that that's good. That's good. Do you listen to eighties music right now? Um, no, honestly, I've been listening to a lot of Spanish music go. lately. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, absolutely, of course. Um, but before of that, course. I uh, there were a few like classic rock. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I used I listen to it all. Yeah. But right yeah. now, my focus is. Spanish, Spanish music. music absolutely heck yeah <laughs> heck yeah but uh okay switching gears a little a little bit we're about to be like an hour but wow. uh so switching gears here you know I guess going back to you 
So you're going for a master's degree right now, which mm -hmm. that's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, when will you grad? Well, you're part time. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'll it'll be, be in a little school bit forever. For a little bit. Yeah. But um, so you're working full time. Mm -hmm. The type of work that you do is is very intensive, right? And you yeah. know, obviously, like it's hard for you some days more than others. And of course, like you mentioned before sort of separating your personal life and work life is almost non-existent, mm -hmm. right? So what mm -hmm. you take out of your work, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you kind of think about that when you get home. But yeah. so what is your end goal? You know, what, what do you want your life to be? You know, what, what exactly are you working towards and what motivates you? And I know that's a very big question, but answer it how it is, you will. It is a big question, but it's, um, I've always had the same answer. Um, I, my ultimate goal is to work in a, la comun comunidad hispana. Yeah. Like that has always been my goal mm -hmm. because I experienced it. Yeah. And I know how hard it is. Um, and I want to be able to like be the person that like I, I mean, <sighs> this might sound bad. Like I, I had my family, like that was always a strength. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough that like I was able to see a therapist, mm -hmm. but the the resource that I needed wasn't there. Okay, um, and it's grow so in Kennett Square, it's growing. Like there's actually a clinic nice. called La Comunidad Hispana Amazing. that they do like Amazing. mental health stuff. They do like the regular physical yeah health. Um, but that's what I want to do. I want to. I don't exactly know what it's going to sure. look like, but I I know that's where I want to focus. Okay. Um, I just there's like a significant need, especially in Lancaster, because yeah. it's so heavily populated with diverse Hispanic. And it's just going to continually, continually to grow mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's always been my goal. And okay. I'm actually when I started working as a family therapist mm -hmm. um, and one of my first families was uh, Hispanic. I that was like that was my well. I jumped in into the middle of that case, so I sure. didn't really get to do a lot. But then a couple months ago, I started like my first family, um, only spoke Spanish. Okay, wow. Uh, from Puerto Rico. Yeah. And that has been uh, when I started it. I was like, "This is it. This is like what I've been wanting to do." <laughs> um, but it has been an like just a great, great experience, but so hard. Yeah. Um, it's Absolutely. brought up a lot of lot of personal stuff yeah, of course um, of course and i at times i'm like i don't know if i can do this like this is really hard mm -hmm. um but i just kind of at the end of, end of the day I'm, I'm always just reminded that like someone has to do it yeah absolutely um no and and, and i think you know it, it like i kind of mentioned you know before to you you know it, it, it i'm sure it can be very it could easily be dis discouraging, I guess, right, as you go on your day. But you're doing amazing work within the community here, right? There are people that need help and, like, you're there for them, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you are making an impact, like, within Lancaster County, you know, Lancaster City, but, you know, and also, like, La Comunidad Hispana. And, of course, like, uh, obviously, you have other families that are from other cultures as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're actually impacting people's lives. So, yeah, yeah my hat's to you. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely it's got to be done. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just kind of also picture myself like once I have my master's and mm -hmm. I can, I don't know, maybe I'll have my own practice or maybe I'll join yeah. an agency where it's yeah. all all about uh, culturally sustainable yep. and that is like my ideal future yeah um awesome yeah and i'm just in the early phases um of course i at this point in my career i would be um considered a, a fetus okay um of course so i'm like i said baby steps with yeah. everything baby steps it's all <laughs> um, we can do so it's i'm just taking it all in and yeah. i'm figuring it out and leading into the hard stuff and pushing through sure because i i think it'll get me like to a place where i i'll feel capable and um yeah i'll have the skills that i need mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And again, like I really look up to your work ethic. I, it really surprises me and, and honestly, it's something to admire, but, uh, I think we'll end it here. I think, uh, we, we, we've been here for almost an hour now. Um, it's been a great conversation. Thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Silhouette. Thanks, Omar. Uh, anything you want to, you know, what do you got going on in your life? Anything you want to shout at somebody out? Whatever. Well, I guess, yeah. Um, I just want to thank my mom and mi pa, um, Catalina. I actually just realized I didn't say their names, but Catalina and Eduardo. Mm. Um, I, oh, I'm going to get emotional. No, you're good. Uh, you're good. Yeah, I, I cannot. I have no words to describe like how thankful I am for everything that I that they have done and all the work they they have put into this life. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, gracias my pa. Los thank quiero you, mucho. Thank you. There we go. I, I think it's very, very uh inspiring and also I think it's it's good to be grateful and appreciative of your parents and, and sort of what they've uh instilled into you that carries on over in your everyday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Thank you, Mami, Papi, Freud, Alisa, as well. Um, Thank you again, Silhouette. It's been a pleasure. Um, So that's it, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening to episode one of the Latinos Unidos Project. Episode two. two. And uh, again, yeah, thank you again. And uh, I will see you guys soon. uh, I hope we can all stay unidos as Latinos. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day if you're listening to it, your week everything and uh yeah i'll catch you soon so thank you thank you